subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters. Happy Canada Day! Happy Canada Day! And boy, do we have something to celebrate Canada Day. What's that on the table there, Petey? Can they see that? Can you hold that up, Petey, so that people can see what that is? Oh, it's it's a a toaster. toaster. That's interesting. (laughs) I'm already nervous. Mm. Things to come. Oh, things I'm actually come. excited about it because I'm re- I swear I'm hungry because we are supposed to be on at 11 and then we're not at 12 so you don't really have lunch before so I'm hungry well, I'm hungry too although I did have a little bag of Nutter Butters the last sure bag of Nutter Butters the last, that's right well, had you, my name on it you guys did not dress very festive you're both wearing black I'm wearing my Canada shirt I'm black for you Leah the land we know what's coming. of long winters what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and I wore this because <laughs> when I eat this maple syrup later what it doesn't may. kill you makes you stronger it but it may kill you so. it may kill me uh, especially all that high fructose corn syrup but mm, we'll get to that syrup. a little later in the show me finally catching it on I was gonna say on the bet but it's not a bet it was just a a promise, and I'm going to. Somebody here. Some of us keep our Some promises keep on our this promises, show. PD. Um, Others do not. Some but do. it's just funny because we were supposed to do this weeks ago, and it got pushed off. And then today was the first day we could do it, and it just happens to be Canada Day, which so it's is, appropriate. It's it's treason. Are they going to let me in the country next week? Like I might be pulled into another room, and Dude, I don't want to go down Craig this and path. Jacob are gonna say, "I don't want to go down this path." I'm already angsting about it. I'm afraid of council. Yeah, flights, I would so. say this after traveling all over for the last month. Thank God I don't have to do it, and thank God I don't have to cross a border. Good luck with that. Thanks, buddy. Because they do. I don't know if you noticed, they do cancel flights. Okay, enough. Just saying. No, I have a good track record on this too. Stop. You can go through all my tweets. Like Where are you flying history. through? Denver. Denver. We. Oh. Yeah. You can always sleep at the Almost bar. Yeah, we can hospitals. sleep at the DNVR bar yep. if we yep. need to. Okay. Can you drive from Denver? From, from Denver to Montreal? Montreal? Probably won't make it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, that's we're going to get to the maple syrup a little bit later. But the reason our show is at noon today, everyone, thank you so much for joining us, by the way, is because Bill Armstrong spoke to the media this morning at 11. So he ha- had some comments ahead of next week's draft, which rounds two through seven are one week from today which is insane. A week from now, we'll know the first three picks of in the, the 2022 draft by the Arizona Coyotes, which is insane to think about already. Um, but we got to talk to Bill, and we have some clips from the interview as well. Craig, before we get into the specifics, is there any takeaways that you have from Bill's comments? Well, we're going to talk about a couple of these. Yeah. Like One is the realistic timeline for contending for a cup, because I... I hear this all the time. Well, the Caddies will have a couple good drafts. They'll bounce out of this. They'll move into the new arena, and they'll compete for a cup. No, that's not how it works. It takes much longer than that to compete for a cup. The The positive thing that you should take from all this, or at least the hope that you should have right now, is that maybe in a few years, this can be a playoff team again, which to me would be great for this market because it doesn't happen very often, especially when you don't have playoff bubbles, Petey. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe they can get to the point in a few years where they're actually in a playoff spot. And that's probably enough for, I think, Coyotes fans, as long as they see that it's building towards something more, but don't expect this team to win a cup in three years. Just look through history at the history of rebuilds. It just doesn't happen that fast. I think Pittsburgh's like the, the quickest in like six years they did it once they drafted Marc-Andre Fleury. And then of course it really helps to win the lottery multiple years you get. You get Marc-Andre Fleury, you get Evgeny Malkin, and you get Sidney Crosby. But I think the difference, and I think the the biggest issue here is coming out of the rebuild and competing for a Stanley Cup are two different things. Mm -hmm. For me, they are. Yeah. And I think we've been in this 
since the Kyrie's been in Arizona, there have been stretches where they were a playoff team several years in a row. And I think as a fan, if you see that kind of progress, that that's fine. We're yep. just not we're not twenty fifth to thirty second, okay, and we're not winning the cup, okay. But that last week of the season, we're playing meaningful games that might get us into the playoffs. That's going the right direction. You get into the playoffs and maybe you have to play the number one team in the in the in the West, or by then maybe the East, who knows where the Coyotes end up. But everyone's moving conferences. Atlanta but by season. then that that's good. I mean, again, it's, it's as long as you're making positive steps toward an end goal. Competing for a Stanley Cup, you're right. Like we talked about Stamkos, it was ten or eleven years. I mean, it's it's ten or eleven years. That's what it is. Yep. Sorry, it's a long time. But it doesn't mean uh, Connor McDavid's through to the second round this year. It's not 10 years. Right. So you can have positive steps. You can be a competitive playoff team. You can make the playoffs. And and, and we know a good goaltender, a few lucky breaks, things can happen. Like the LA Kings were, were Stanley Cup champions. They didn't get into the last day of the season. But you got to have elite players too. You got to have elite players. Couldn't agree more. Yep. But, I, but I, I think there's a separate argument from getting through a rebuild and being competitive to win a Stanley Cup. By the way, there are very few teams that come out at the beginning of the year and go, okay, we're competitive and we're ready to win a Stanley Cup. Like very few. Like you can go, your window is open. And in beginning last season, the New York Rangers were not one of those teams. They make it to be one of the final four. Their window wasn't open yet. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, it is. Tampa and Colorado, we talked about it from day one. Yeah. So we know that. And there's teams that played good. Minnesota, okay, they're going to be a playoff team. Boston, yeah, they're a playoff team. But we didn't speak of them being Stanley Cup contenders at that point. So to say that when you're competing for a Stanley Cup, that's a – a big deal and yep. so yeah that's gonna be a while yep well, medicaid medicare greg <laughs> just saying oh my gosh well since, since we've kind of gotten into this conversation um let's actually see what bill armstrong had to say today on the rebuild timeline for the coyotes the the, the, the rebuild takes a long time if you if you want true numbers i think the, the the quickest team to do it is probably i think chicago they didn't they didn't make the playoffs for seven years i think in their eighth year they won it um, but normally rebuilds from Tampa Bay to Washington, the St. Louis Blues, is somewhere between 11 and 14 years to actually win the cup. But in, if you're going to make playoffs, you're looking at anywhere from five to six years out from the start of the time the rebuild starts. And so, you know, that's the reality of it. But the good news is, is that, you know, the way that we play right now, if you come to watch us, we play so damn hard, you, you know, you, you know, we're a competitive team on that ice every night. You're, we're going to, you know, basically run you through the boards and try and outwork every way we can um, and try to earn points and, and be a competitive organization. Um, that's the good news on the front when you come watch us. And in, in the next few years, you're going to see some young, talented players and some hope being influxed into our organization and then that from that point on there's a little bit of a lull where these guys <laughs> have to mature and develop and you know you have they're going to be good players it doesn't mean you're a good nhl team and then when you kind of get over that hump in the in the, in the fourth and, and fifth year you get a chance to make the playoffs if you've got the right combination there and and uh, like chicago it took them you know eight seven years to, to um, to kind of get in there and, and, and do some damage. So it, it takes a little bit of time, um, but you have to be patient. But the good news is when you come see the Coyotes play, you're going to see hope. You're going to see hope. Yeah. Hope. Keep hope alive. Yep. Uh, That's a word we use a lot. Yep. That's the theme for <laughs> We should year. have oh. a shirt that says hope, hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. for the Coyotes. Um, one of the, the big thing for me that he said in there was you can have a lot of good NHL players, but it doesn't mean you have a good NHL team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, the difference between 
a, a Stanley Cup winning team or a Stanley Cup contending team and just a good NHL team and a good playoff team is that's kind of the thing that makes the difference. And the other thing to remember with those players is that progression is not linear. There will be you might you might have a player even a team that takes a big step up this year and you're like okay they're ready like, and then like the Rangers, then they take maybe? a step back. The yeah. Rangers, the LA Kings, they, I think the Rangers are my classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, like team next LA year. going all in. The, I mean, Fiala. we thought they were kind of going to go through a mini rebuild, not a huge one, just a mini one, and then they trade away their first round pick this year. Yeah. I'm just shocked by that, to be honest. Yeah, but, I don't want to get too much into LA, no. but yeah, I'm not sure that that was a wise move to commit that kind of money in term to Kevin Fiala because I don't think that team's there. I don't think they're there. I don't think they're a cup contender, and I don't think Kevin Fial puts them there. So, not sure what they're thinking unless they're just looking at the Pacific Division and saying. Hey, man, this division's wide open. We can win it. Maybe. Yep. But it is, you know, it was interesting also just to hear him. And Craig asked the question. He said, you don't need to give me an exact timeline. And he was like, nine to 14 years and five to six years. All Great. You know, they looked at all this. They mapped all this out. But, you know, managing our expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, When you talk about playoffs, you're talking about a Coyote team that's in the Central Division. And you look across the Central Division, and it's still like that's why you say five or six years. The Colorado Avalanche window is wide open. Yeah. I mean, I I know that you've got about Kadri and, and Kemper, and they've got some pieces they're going to have to resign. Totally get it. St. Louis Blues, Minnesota Wild, they're so much farther than where the Coyotes are right now. Like Winnipeg is ahead. Nashville. We'll see where Nashville ends up, but 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 again, we put them all in a, in a hat, and you pull them all out. Arizona's still towards the bottom. Like Chicago, can, yeah, well, eh. Chicago's going to drop to the bottom. They're going to yeah, try Chicago's, really hard to drop. They're going to gonna the get rid of Debrinkat, and they're going to make some moves there too. So, again, the playoffs aren't happening next year, and they're maybe not happening the year after that. But don't count them out that third year for me yet. Like that's you have a couple of good drafts and guys develop, and to me, it's going to be about the goaltender. They might sneak in or be mm. a team that's 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 on the precipice at, at 10th or 11th yeah. that third year they go oh gosh they're they're playing meaningful games in the second half yeah still got to address that center position i mean that's what the draft that's is for, what the draft is for yeah. that's why we're going to do a draft yep but yes indeed and the one thing bill also said is you know if you are watch the team now and this is a team that finished 31st overall like the team they play hard still you know they're, they're a competitive team mm-hmm. um they have that competitive spirit so i think that will benefit them down the line when they are actually competing for the playoffs um, down the road. But speaking of patience, Bill also talked about um, having patience when developing players. And we've talked Mm -hmm. a ton about the importance of developing players. And in the press conference, he made a really amazing comparison um, to kind of what it's like to develop a player and how you kind of have to approach it. But where we're at right now, we can have patience. Um, you know, there might come to a time where we we need the guy to play right away, but we don't we don't want to really be in that scenario. We we would rather have our kids go through the process and earn it. Um, and, and you know, I always say this about you know, you plant a tree, you can put the right nutrients around it and water it every single day. It's not, it's it's only going to grow so fast, <laughs> you know. And you got to have the patience to stay with it and let it grow properly and not try and, and rush it because all you're going to do is kill kill the prospect in in the midst of trying to to pressure him and and and, and kind of get him to grow too quickly so we got to have a, a process that we that we use in our american league and and uh, work their way up and uh, and that way when they get there they'll get there at the right time 
Love the comparison to the, you can water it, the I like tree, the tree. I like the tree analogy. And you can give it all the proper nutrients, but it's still going to grow at the rate it's going to grow. Yep. But that brings up the talk where we talk about uh, Dylan Gunther a lot. Yes. And I think that that's going to be a question that comes up over his development over the next three months is what does a player like Dylan Gunther do who unfortunately didn't get to experience the Memorial Cup due to an injury? Is that more important to his development? Does he need to go back and do that? Or does he mire as a... I, I, I hate to say it. Is he a bottom six forward in the National Hockey League playing eight, ten minutes a game? Is that help? Is no, that's crazy to me. I, again, I, I wish there were AHL exceptions because he might be a guy. Although maybe physically he's not yet, but there are guys who I think could play in the AHL at age nineteen. And I don't want to get into the whole NHL CHL agreement, <laughs> which drives me crazy. Um, but. I don't think he belongs here next year. I mean, I'm not going to make the decision. And if he comes to camp and blows him away and earns a spot, they have to honor that. I get that. But yeah, you can't play him bottom six. He's got to play in your top six. You've talked about this before. You know what that means. That means more minutes. That means tougher matchups. Is he really ready for all of that? I still think that the best place for Dylan Gunther is to go back to the W for one year. Yeah, I know it seems like it's forever, Craig. I know it does. I know it seems like a very long time. But when you look at the NBA and you look at the NFL, they're drafting men that are ready to play. They're they're men. They're they're ready to jump into a lineup that next season. The NHL is just not like that, and they're physically not ready to play. They're young men that it playing against grown men, and they're just not physically ready. So I in a I physical love game slower, too, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, so you want to see the the slower development, the slower pace, and I think in the long run that benefits the player. I know the kids want to play. I know they want to be in the NHL, but over time. That development year means a lot. And I, mm-hmm. and I really hope Dylan Gunther's the perfect example because he has done a lot of things in junior. But I still think there's more to do there. Could he benefit from a year in the American League? Probably. Probably. The pace isn't as fast um, as it is in the NHL. And you might be able to learn some things, learn habits of a pro there. Yes. But there's nothing to say that Dylan Gunther can't go there the year after. Yeah. Like the, these... There's going to be time for You're Dylan scaring Gunther. people now, but I completely agree with you there. There's going like, to be time for Dylan Gunther to play in the National Hockey League. Give him some time in the A. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not bring him along slowly, let him learn the game? I think too often fans get crazy about this stuff. Like, why isn't he here yet? Like, have you not learned your lesson from the Coyotes' past with how many prospects they rushed? Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Make sure. Make extra sure. Like like they always talk about, overbake. Yeah overbake make absolutely sure this guy's ready and a lot of franchises can do that because they have the luxury of they've got mm-hmm. more players they've got people above them that they they're not giving up their jobs yet and unfortunately here in arizona there's been so many times when that's not the case that they need a body and they need a body that can play so you see those players kyle tourists you know but we talked about bodker Tikhanov, mueller uh, chris Colano. It's like the, the the list is quite long on guys that probably started a little bit earlier did it impair their growth and development? Well, yeah. I think it is. Kyle Turris could have used another year in college. Probably. But at the time, the thought process was, got to get him here. He'll develop more in the NHL. So, yeah, I, I, I think this is so encouraging. And we've said this about Bill Armstrong all the way along. They've got a plan, and they seem to be sticking to the plan. And it is hard to mm-hmm. stick to this plan because people get impatient. Owners get impatient. Players get impatient. Fans get impatient. And when those everybody starts putting that pressure on you and, and a general manager, it's hard to stay patient. Yeah. Stick with the course. We're all on board. We all understand the process and how it's going to work and what it's going to take. Let's just hope they continue down this path. And that means developing players longer than you think. It means getting good draft picks 
in multiple years. And it means taking your time to do it the right way. So let's hope the patience continues for this organization. Yeah, it seems um, in, our, in our chat, at least, that people are kind of are managing their expectations about not wanting to win right away. And, and Nicholas pretty much said what you said, PD, but call me crazy. But this management staff really feels like they're in reality and they'll stick with the plan, even if this team happens to overachieve in the next year or two keep the faith. Um, and then Albert saying, you know, it's better to set aside the winning for the future. And that's kind of what you just alluded to with yeah. Dylan Gunther. Like you don't need to bring him in right away. The the winning winning isn't the, the priority right now. We had fun last year. Like, yeah. didn't we? Like there were moments. I got, hey, I was here and there were some misery <laughs> moments. That first 12 games yeah. was hard. And the, that last yeah. stretch of 10 was hard too. But... Yeah, the East Coast trip. You had the ending stretch, and we a lot of individual, in and a lot of individual yes. achievements that we you can still saw. have individual yeah. stories and individual fun, and we get it. One team won the Stanley Cup. One, that's it. Thirty-one don't. Yeah. You're just one of the thirty-one that didn't. Yeah, it's like really, honestly, the same playing field as everybody else. The the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Arizona Coyotes yeah. both did not win the Stanley Cup. Hundred percent. But no, you're you're right, and it's hard to grasp that. But you're right. Yeah. And sixteen teams are all done the same day, and does it matter then? No. We yeah. had those moments. We're building towards that end yeah. goal, and it's just so gonna take time. So enjoy the little wins, the individual wins, the team wins along the way, and hopefully someday we're sitting at a parade. Yep. Down Mill Avenue. Avenue. Yep. You know, I keep, I'm done with Van Buren. I get it. It's Mill Avenue. Yeah. Can't we got to hype yep. up the city of Tempe. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry, city of Tempe. down university too, I guess. Yeah. Did you see that parade? People could stand on that bridge over it. Did you see it? the parade in Denver? Yeah. It was, yeah amazing. Did you see Bo Byram? Yeah. yeah getting <laughs> the cough. That was great. <laughs> no, you got to go back. Let <laughs> <laughs> go. Really? I'm on the team. That's good stuff. Uh, I'm a real boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Pinocchio. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, Lord. Sorry. Well, we've talked um, really big picture, but let's talk about what's actually going down next week, which, of course, is the draft. And we also asked Bill Armstrong about that. We'll get to a little bit more specifics on that in a little bit. But I just want to remind everybody how many draft picks the Coyotes actually have next week. So we put it on a graphic. This is just this year's draft. So three picks in the first round, four picks in the second, one in the third, one in the fifth, one in the sixth. And hopefully none in the seventh. And Keep hopefully- it that way, please, Coyotes. <laughs> yeah. No seventh round picks. I mean, just looking at this, it's absolutely unbelievable to think about um what they can do and bill kind of alluded to it this morning and as he has in the past but because especially in that second round with all those picks so close together you can possibly take a gamble on somebody who might take a little bit more time to develop maybe someone who's injured right now maybe somebody who's overseas and is going to be there for a few more years you can take that risk because you have all these picks so you don't have to say this is our only second round pick we have to make sure this is you know this sort of player that this is going to be a player who steps in the lineup in two years they can really make long-term investments with these numbers optionality yeah it's what a former gm who we don't name on the show called it to put their table close to the front can you imagine how sick people and here's bill armstrong with the coyotes (laughs) again that stretch in the second round just give them a seat up on stage but even for the first round because they have two they have pick 27 and pick 32 and then it's like yeah, and then the whole procession goes up because it's you know a bunch of people from the team. It's like, oh, here we are waiting for just, just kind of oh. just stand in the back. Yeah. They, they have a golf cart driving. Yeah. They can have the watch on, me- uh, you know, measuring their steps that day. It's gonna oh be crazy. Gosh. Yeah, it is. It's, you look at the picks from twenty-seven to forty-five, and the Coyotes are there a lot. Yeah. Well, more than any other team in the history of the game. 
So yep. yeah, it's going to be you know, people that are not Coyotes fans are going to be awful annoyed. And on the clock is the Arizona Coyotes. Like, what? <laughs> we just we we Colorado doesn't even have a pick. <laughs> yeah. Arizona has seven. Anyway, oh man! I yeah, one of the Coyote Scouts was saying that to me when they go go on the road this year. Is like, how many guys? How many picks do you guys have now? Like, because it's always changing. Yeah, Bill yeah. keeps adding picks, and and who knows what happens on draft That's day, right? True. Yeah. We'll see. I know it's going to be a blast. Um, and we, you know, we don't know what's going to happen yet. We don't know what's going to unfold. There's been so many conflicting reports. We'll get into that in just a second. Um, but one of the things Bill said today, which was pretty funny, it's like, you know, what do you do in these next few days? It's like, try to figure out what everyone else is going to do. And that's kind of the position you're in at pick three, um, which is unique. And I think that it was funny that he even acknowledged that's pretty much their plan going forward because they've put in all these months of scouting and they have, I'm sure they have their list, but now who's on the board at three is determined by what Montreal and New Jersey does. So yep. we will see. And you can actually... Start betting on the ah, draft. Betting, interesting. There, you can. You can. And I look. Um, and I'm going to. And right now, there's yeah. odds for a few different things. So you can bet on who's going to get selected first overall, which ba- because there's no consensus, you can actually bet. Like, there, there's some value in possibly not picking Shane Wright. Yep. Shane Wright's the only player right now who's minus money to go first overall. But if you feel a little risky, you can get some plus money, maybe for Slipkowski or someone else. Um, so you can bet on that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can also bet on draft position over and unders for a number of players. Did you so, see those? They're tricky. Yeah, they're, they are. That's where I'm going to play. I'm going to Lo- play in the yeah. draft over unders. Like Logan Cooley, nice. Nemec. Yeah, like two and a half. Uh, Nemec, I think, was four and a half over under. Yeah. So mm. really interesting stuff on there um, when it comes to the, the draft so you can you can already bet on it, which is awesome. Um, so lock it in now because as more stuff comes out over the next few days, odds are always going to be changing. That's what's so great about DraftKings too. They're really up to date on all of their odds. And also a non-hockey note, like you can bet on where Kevin Durant is going to end up. You can bet on where DeAndre Ayton's going to end up. Like it's not just scores and over-unders and player props. Like there's props like that too, which is really interesting and makes – betting that much more fun and tomorrow is the ufc 276 and DraftKings has a special offer for that as well um, there's tons of ways to come out on top in the octagon and for ufc 276 you can do so with the DraftKings sportsbook app the official sports betting partner of ufc download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use the promo code phnx bet five dollars on any ufc fighter 276 fighter to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And now we're going to bring in Sean for his DraftKings pick of the week. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the UFC. I don't know. I don't know if any of you are big UFC people. No. I'm, yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> I'm a pretty yeah. big UFC person, but we're getting a rematch between one of my favorite fights ever um, between Max Holloway and Alex Volkanovsky. Um, last time that fight happened, Volk won, but I think Holloway got robbed. Holloway's one of my favorite fighters. Um, and you can get Holloway at plus money to win the fight. Um, so I'm taking my DraftKings pick of the week is Max Holloway money line at plus 165 against Alec Volkan- Alex Volkanovsky. Okay. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I already have it locked well, in. <laughs> plenty of ways to come out on top of the <laughs> octagon, Lena said. Thinking there's no way I'm coming out on top of the octagon <laughs> unless someone's carrying my dead body over their shoulder. True. I'm barely going to make it out of the studio after eating the fake maple syrup in a little bit. Oh, That's my coming. gosh. Karen asked, are we going to go about three hours on third? The draft go, will the draft go about three hours? Is that your anticipation? Not, not the show. First round? The draft. 
About three hours. Three-ish, yeah. The first round is yeah. three-ish. Yeah. Probably, maybe a little longer. It's made for TV, so they're... 32 they're really picks shooting. now. They're really shooting. Say three-hour yeah. mark. Okay. Yep. Three hours. I just wonder when I should get my Uber. <laughs> you already have your kilt lifter. Just uh, pace know, yourself, ready. buddy. Pace yourself with the beer. Waffles the, and kilt lifter. get We'd, really yeah. sloppy. Okay, so pace yourself. Kilt lifter? Well, we'll get no, to that. We, no. we still got to no. get through one more topic. Oh, he's already on the kilt lifter. It's Why afternoon? Not? It's it, the, Literally, we were drinking at 11 a.m. on Wednesday, and we were at Four Peaks. So I was gone for a month during this sponsorship thing, and I'm, I'm taking advantage. Good. I'm glad. And just full. And that's your favorite. And there's one less kilt lifter. The kilt lifter is your favorite? It is. Yep. So I'm ready. I've been drink. I drank a lot of peach on Wednesday at Four Peaks. It was. So- it's really good right out of the tap, too, I will say. Yeah, so it was wow. So I, I'm yeah, really, and really And by really the way, the bartender, so at when you go to Four Peaks and there's a bar in the front where there's also a gift shop. So that bartender, right. he's kind of like a mixologist. So you yeah. can have him mix beers. I totally love that room. And he was yeah. mixing like the wow and peach knobs or like blueberry sour oh my gosh it was like it was huh? with beer yeah, yeah. Huh. all kinds huh. of mixes with beer oh my gosh the show a little earlier yeah yeah so that's a, that's a good spot actually yeah, so that room is great check that out and you can check that out if you come next thursday to the ph next for draft party at four peaks at 4 p.m um come a little early because we'll actually be starting the show a little bit before that but pd and sean will be there we've already confirmed some guests which we'll announce Early next week, just, I imagine. Just got another one confirmed via text message. So Ooh. the list is growing. The list is growing of special guests. There'll be food and drink specials. There'll be giveaways. Um, and of course, you'll be able to watch the draft show live. And yes, Karen, we will be live for the full three hours, probably even more to kind of recap everything that happened. PD and Sean will be there. Craig and I will be dialing in from Montreal. Hopefully. Um, Yes. Stop. Air Stop. Canada. Looking at you, Stop. Air Canada. You're going to put the bad oh, juju the out bad in the juju. universe. Okay. And by the way, anyone can come to the draft party. Just make sure you get a ticket online at gophnx.com under the events tab, or you can check out our Twitter for more info. And you have to be 21 and over to drink, not to come to Four Peaks, just to drink and be sure to enjoy it responsibly if you do. Um, all right. There's been a lot of conflicting mock drafts and rankings hmm. um this is it's the week leading up to the draft everyone's putting out their final lists and there's some years where it's so clear who's going to be first even second and third this is not one of those years and we've talked to a ton of draft experts over the last couple of months um and those draft experts that we've talked to have put out their lists so here's a look at the rankings and mock drafts of four well-known, well-respected draft experts, Corey Promen. Yeah, we've had all four on the show: <laughs> Corey Promen, Chris Peters, Craig Button, and Bob McKenzie. And for those watching on YouTube, right away can see nobody's list is identical. Um, so, for I will read them quickly. Corey Promen and Chris Peters did mock drafts. So Corey Promen's mock draft: this is just one through five. Slavkovsky one, Yurichek two, Cooley three, Wright four, four. Cutter Gautier five. Chris Peters, this is his mock draft. Shane Wright, one. Slavkovsky, two. Cutter Gautier, three for the Coyotes. Logan Cooley, four. David Juracek, five. Craig Button, his final ranking. Shane Wright, one. Slavkovsky, two. Kemmel, three for the Coyotes. Um, Cooley, four. Nemec, five. And then Bob McKenzie, we touched on this the other day with him. But just to recap, Slavkovsky, one. Wright, two. Cooley, three. Nemec, four. Gautier, five. So, zero consensus. Zero consensus. Seven different players, 
are in the top five through across that board. And in one of those, the Coyotes pass on Shane Wright. <laughs> yeah. In what universe is that? We've been begging for Shane Wright for nine months, and now we're, we've passing, like, on the hashtags and- we're passing on him. We're going to pass. He's there. We're passing. I'm going to take Corey Prom. But it's yeah. just, if Shane Wright's there at three, the Coyotes are taking Shane But the crazy Wright. thing about those lists is those four are like, for me, synonymous with dra- being a draft expert. That tells you just how much yeah. disagreement there is yeah. over the top prospects. Yeah. They're all so close. There's not consensus. Guys, Wright was that guy for a long time, but he underwhelmed. And again, I think there are factors. And we talked about that with Bob McKenzie. The guy missed a year of hockey. So yeah. it's going to have an impact on you. And I don't know how you factor that into the evaluation. I don't think anybody has a book on that because it's unprecedented, but that has impacted things and all these guys are lumped together. So you hear from different scouts, so you get a different sense of what the draft is going to look like. I do think it's possible that New Jersey could take a defenseman at number two because they have a bunch of centers already. So I could see them going that route or maybe they trade out of it. Maybe they trade down, although... As I was told today, it just hasn't happened very often. Teams trading out of number one or number two. Yeah. I don't so. see that happening. Yeah, I do think at this point, usually at this point, a week before the draft, that you go, okay, this guy's one, this guy's two, this guy's three. And then from there, you get some from four to ten, you get some disagreements based on yeah. teams' needs for by position or size. Those kind of things happen. But one through three usually a week before the draft, that's pretty well set. I swear, the longer this has gone, I have no idea. And it, we thought, oh, it's Cooley for sure at three. Well, but is that the we've, Like, we've been saying Cooley for weeks, but now it's like, Gautier's in the mix. Slavkovsky like, could be there. And you it, could, it could be Shane Wright. It could be it Shane could, Wright. Could be Shane Wright. <laughs> the only, yeah, the only one of those guys that I haven't written about, I didn't write about, about Juracek, and I, the Coyotes aren't taking Juracek. Yeah. But I, I've, I've written about Wright, Gautier, Cooley, and uh, who did I just forget? Slavkovsky? Nemich. Nemich? Yeah. Well, I, I think for me, I, I still think they need, I still believe the Kyrie's are going to dra- draft a forward in the at the number three. I do I too. still believe that. In the end, I do but too. But if they don't, would, would you, you be, be completely surprised? No. 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 Like and at this point, nothing would surprise no. me. Like you just, it's not automatically, oh, they're going to pick this guy. It's what just they, not. What if they move down because they get an offer? Again, could happen. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> could happen. And again, you, there's so many, like Cooley and Katergodier. Like uh, different players, d- different size, different speed, different skill levels that fill a different need. Both are going to be good players. And I think that's the difference too in this draft. These are good players. Yep. They're not great players. I don't think this, we've said it repeatedly f- almost for years now. This isn't Connor McDavid. Right. It's not like, like, uh, they're good players. Bob McKenzie said this to us. I like, the, is there a forward in this draft that's a top line player? Maybe not. Maybe they not. might be second line guys. Is there a defenseman that's a number one defenseman? Probably not. He said Nemich could be a two or a three. Yeah. But beyond that, it's, but yeah, again, you it's still need players. players to you win. still need these guys. You yes. Need them to win. But, you need those. And yeah, Tampa yeah. was the example of drafting players in the second through the seventh round that become mm-hmm. core pieces to your puzzle. May not be your top end players, but they're still core pieces to get you where you're going. And, and I then, think that's what you're looking at from this draft. And then when Austin Matthews comes home, you've got your elite center. Exactly. So, exactly. Well, we actually had the opportunity to talk to Bill Armstrong this morning about all these conflicting reports. Mm-hmm. And what he had to say was kind of interesting. Listen, at the end of the day, some of those mock drafts are somebody sitting in their basement that didn't even watch hockey. <laughs> they just they copy and paste and uh, there are a few mock drafts that are very accurate. 
and you have to decipher between the two. Um, and again, it's information that you take in uh, from your local area scouts to the few of the mock drafts that are accurate um, and, and a vibe of what what's going on in the street. So it's, you know, it's like today you read, you know, something on, on Twitter and, you know, it's about the Russians not being allowed to come over. You know, you're taking in information. So, um, you know, that's what you do around this time and, and put it all together and make your decisions. He did acknowledge that yeah. some of them are accurate. We just don't, don't know, know which one. one. <laughs> well, we have good sense. Like, listen, there there are a lot of NHL mock drafts out there. How many of the people that are doing mock drafts are out there scouting? Well, that's why or, I only talked about Or, like Bob McKenzie said, talking to a lot of scouts yeah. and GMs. If If your mock draft doesn't have either of those things behind it, I don't care about your mock draft because it's not informed. It's just – at that point, it's just like – whatever it's it's it is it's like an exercise somebody sitting in their basement who cares what you think there are a few out there that are based upon really good reporting or in the case of guys like Promen and peters guys who get out and see players all the time and they're sitting with scouts so that they're talking to them those are the ones to pay attention to craig we've talked about this so you've got a montreal canadian team that was in the stanley cup finals two seasons ago and they are picking number one overall in their home building with an educated fan base that really expects this team to win, and they expect this team to pick Shane Wright. They expect to pick one number one too. Yeah. You don't trade out of the number they're one not spot. Trading. They're not trading. When you're they're hosting the no, draft. They're not trading. And if can you imagine at Centre Bell, and I have to say it like Centre Bell, the Bell Center. They're at the Bell Center. So, can you imagine that fan base when they pick Yuri Slavkovsky? Exactly. Can you imagine? I think that's real. Boo. <laughs> How about the poor kid, right? Yeah. Just getting booed. Day of his life, he gets, gets booed. So I, I still <laughs> believe whatever the mock drafts may say and who's who's gained and lost ground, I still think it's Shane Wright going number one. Yeah. And I guess. And then Jet the Devils would take Slavkovsky number yeah. two because he's a wing. So that's okay right. Again, that. that's what and we've then, said for a month. Then you're we've said deciding that between three players. We've said that for a month. But you know what? We sat here a month and a half ago watching the draft lottery and we're like, kind of crushed by the coyotes getting third but i think this is might be feels yeah it's like not, a not necessarily a bad thing this might year. i think yeah. it's a great position for yep. them to be in and obviously bill acknowledged they'll have to see what happens at one and two but that's why the work this week is kind of to get a sense of what everyone's gonna end up doing um i mm. knowing what i know about the scouting staff based on what we've heard and what craig has written and reported and what we've talked to bill armstrong about like i, I have faith and trust that they're going to know what they're doing. And we've seen some, I've seen some sentiment on Twitter, at least this week, like the Coyotes tend to, in the past, have tended to go off the boards. Like they're picking who when this person was ranked here. Been a few of those occasions, Blake Wheeler, uh, Barrett Hayton, yeah. Victor Soderstrom. Blake Wheeler was, had me thumbing through my guide. Like I, who? <laughs> and I'm from yeah. Minnesota. I'm like, who? Yeah. yeah. By the way, do you see Rick? Rick's commenting from Canada. Oh my gosh. Happy Canada Day, yeah, Rick. Rick. Rick from Canada has had What's a lot up, of comments. Thanks he for, thinks definitely Shane Wright. And I think thanks for spending your Canada Day with us because normally right now Canadians would be watching the free agency special, but there not, is no that's free okay. not this year. Rick, you're here to watch Leah eat trash maple syrup, aren't you? I know. That's what this is <laughs> all yeah, about. He, he's, he's a, he's works for the Canadian government and he's, They're monitoring. he's tagging they, my passport right yeah, now. Swear. That might be it. The tinfoil hat theory. By the way, What's the Canadian FBI? Like, Do they have an FBI? 
don't know do you have like a because like as a dual citizen do you have like an fbi agent that's watching you and a canadian Listen, fbi agent that's watching know. you they have the mounties i saw it yeah like, <laughs> they do right yeah no. should, should we put the toasters in the waffle while yeah, we should because that could because take oh, are we gonna do I'm this yes so yeah let's get the toasters it could take a while i hope it doesn't take well, a while there's only two slots Wait, first of all let's slots, present please. the brand because you didn't go trash on the waffles which was kind of you by the way it's safely Safeway signature select, select. at least it's signature select. select i mean he didn't get kroger he Wait, didn't so get he couldn't have got he, he didn't get, get the brand but he didn't get that we got yeah did you want egos no don't no yeah okay. don't okay. announce the syrup brand yet not yet no, because no, no. we're just getting the waffles ready yeah, i'm just gonna <laughs> smell let's get some really it's good gonna smell amazing you guys are gonna eat these waffles aren't you yes c-s-i-s maybe Hundred percent. Can't CSIS wait for these waffles. Is is what it's called. There we go. The Canadian the CSIS. Canadian Intelligence. I thought that was just like another CSI. I didn't know they had program. Them. I didn't know. Mounties. CSI Saskatchewan. Is that what it is? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Just like the just the police sitting around waiting for something to happen. It's just the so, stories of them sitting in their break room. Beer, drink, well, I'm Saint drinking Marie. beer, eating waffles at noon at work. Like, what a job we have! At Seriously, and I'm talking about the draft. I will okay. give it up for that. It's yes, true. please. Yeah, amazing. Okay. I'm okay. Yeah, um, it's a great place to work, and it's a great place to become a member of our family, which you can do um, at gophnx.com. Becoming a member of the family gets you access to all of the written content behind the paywall, all the video content behind the paywall, and there's a lot of it right mm-hmm. now for the draft. Um, dropped a Barrett Hayton interview yesterday, and he talks about more than just his draft day. It's called First Round Flashback, looking at um, the draft, but it's about more talked than about that. about suit. Yeah, talked about his suit <laughs> on draft day, talked about his off-season training, yeah. where he is right now, um, his time with the Coyotes so far. So lots of great stuff in there. We have prospect breakdown videos more coming early next week so it's not stopping um, and then also becoming a member gets you access to the members only discord deals at the phnx locker and when you sign up for an annual membership you can get a shirt from the locker or a hat if you want or you can try your first month just 50 cents month to month craig in honor of canada day dropped a scouting series story on the canadian amateur scouting staff yep, that's up today and then of course the american staff completes the series on the fourth of july so but interesting stuff to that, like got to talk to Randy Hanch, who was one of the architects between behind the Oil Kings rise, four straight division titles, might have been three straight Memorial Cups had had COVID not canceled it. But he's an interesting guy. And another one of those guys was just such a breadth of experience to bring onto this staff that already has a number of those guys who have not just been scouts for a long time, but have been in different roles. So they bring different perspectives. So it was interesting talking to them, also getting a sense of what things look like in Canada this year. Um, I've, I've, we've heard this. Chris Peter said it to us. Um, this could be a down year for the OHL. It could uh, have a historically low number of draft picks. We'll see how that plays out in the end. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, the area where Randy Hanch and Kevin Peterson scout, Western Canada, the WHL could have a banner year this year. So interesting talking to those guys. And like you said, that story is up on the site. We have multiple Safeway employees in our comments. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Christina said Seriously? I work for Safeway. And then, Sean, can you scroll up a little on the comments? Uh, the Safeway employee, I thank you for buying Safeway brand. I'm all about my <laughs> Hashtag not wrong with Safeway Select, by the way. Yeah, no. I'm I'm wrong with oh, my go. gosh. That's so funny. Also, oh. Javi, happy Canada Day uh, from Mexico. Are we Mexico. making a read, too? Oh, we wow. have all of the countries of North all America over represented. I'm just... I think Leah should get her waffles while they're, while they're hot, yeah. at least. Wanna, these are a little brown. I Yeah. Could, is, that, is that prepared you, right for you, or do you want those to go to no, Sean? No, that's fine. It's fine. I'm already <laughs> like going to suffer. Sean? 
Like, if they're overcooked, do you want them to go to Sean? Oh, God, I'm nervous. <laughs> this is the big reveal. Here it is. What's the brand? What is that? Value Corner Original Pancake Syrup. What? The Value Corner. Can, it, can I see this Oh, bottle? my God. Can I no. see this? The Value Corner. Value Corner. I'm going to read it's a little bit about though. the Value Corner. First of all. It's the Value Corner. Like, it's value. Do I need to get a bucket for you, Leah? Like, and is there a the chance corner. that you throw up? <laughs> it's a Value Corner so syrup. Sweet. By the way, for those working at Safeway, this would be the cheapest syrup available at Safeway. So if you're looking for a good How much did you value, pay for this? I paid under $2. Under two? And that wasn't on sale. This is distributed by Better Living Brands in Pleasanton, California. Okay, I've Okay, California, heard. known for its maple syrup. syrup. Known... Ingredients. Number no. one ingredient. Corn what syrup. would you guess? Corn, corn syrup. Corn syrup. There you go. Number <laughs> two ingredient. High fructose corn syrup. <laughs> Number two. We got that covered. Three, water. It's the Safeway discount brand, Christina said. Well, there you go. Here's, contains 2% of less of natural flavors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry. So, so it is not Canadian straight maple syrup. Caramel color. Let's get her going. Potassium right. sorbate, which is a preservative, of course, and citric acid. There you go. So it's basically all corn syrup. Let her pour it. <laughs> no, you guys have to pour it because I'll pour. Here you, you go, buddy. Drown it. I'll take the ones that are coming out hot now. Yeah, you know, you have, have to, to drown it. If, if I have to eat it. this, I might as well do it with a hot waffle. Do you want a, just a shot glass? <laughs> that the, wasn't yeah. part of the promise. So the we best. Sit there and talk about this. Out there. Where do you think that's going to end up at the and, end of the show? Can I show? see that? Does it need the little tab pulled the off trash. the inside? Look at you. I'm in prepared. Yeah, where do you think it's going to end up? Where is this going to go when the show is over? Trash? No. Your house. You're taking it home? Who are you feeding that to? Well, me. Wait, what? What's wrong with a little value corner original pancake syrup? Buddy, we get your buddy. Just we saying. get your dinner photos with grilled salmon and asparagus tips. Okay? Yeah, listen, Chris I'm on your side, Petey. I'm on your. I grew up on. This yeah, maybe kind of we stuff. should give yeah, it to yeah. Sean. By the way, Sean, how are you feeling about Leah? You know, bad mouthing. What is it called? The value corner. <laughs> well, we don't. We don't, we don't have Safeway no, in Buffalo, you, you so I, I never it. had value but corner exactly. On Sean, would you have turned down this syrup if you if you had the chance as a kid? No, because this is basically just a West Coast version of the stuff that I had as a kid. So, of course. See. okay, but you have to hold up the plate so everyone can see you pouring. I understand the concept. Of <laughs> the, the, it, best, buddy. the best way to eat these like frozen things is to turn the oh. the waffles into mush with the syrup. Well, you gotta get you gotta. You, you gotta. Oh, buddy, <laughs> you, you, look at you're trying to fill every square. Well, yeah, you gotta fill every square. <laughs> I used to my breakfasts used to <laughs> listen, Leah. The best way to the best way to eat this. Don't Terrible, even get yeah. a fork. You gotta fold it. You gotta fold it into a taco. Fold it into a maple syrup taco. Okay. That's what my kids do, actually. Yeah, that's how is, I ate it when so I was this kid. is how much maple syrup oh I would put on God. if it was the pure maple syrup. This is not pure. This is I'm not going, pure. Going, it's less than 2%. I'm going Sean to pause stuff. Yeah. Does Sean have his waffles yet? They're in. Yeah. Okay. I like how you started eating before I Literally even took my starving. <laughs> what do we think of these waffles? For the people on audio, sorry if you have a chewing phobia, just turn no, this, this off yeah. right now. By the way, for the audio, this is a great audio episode right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. literally, literally chew right into right, that mic, okay? Here we go. Oh, God. Mm, here it is. Throw up. <laughs> Come on, put it in the mouth. You, you want me to hold your hair back so like it's you don't have syrup in your <laughs> hair? <laughs> I will say this. It barely tastes like syrup. Like barely. Of course not. It's, oh my god. It's syrup only on the label. Right, here Read the ingredients. I can't, do it. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. She's getting hives right now. Like, look at her neck. 
Her hair is going in that syrup. It's going to be a mess. Oh, my God. <laughs> there is very little. About this. Oh, Sean, your waffles are up. Let's go. You're good, right? All right, here I go. I can dump it, right? Oh, yeah. Nothing crack. about that is maple. Are you gonna have some crack? Of course. There's tears Support coming. The team. There's tears coming out of my eyes. <laughs> you still haven't had a bite, I by the way. I had a bite. Did did you? Okay, let me see. Wait, I, gotta, I gotta watch. Okay. And there it is. I will say this. Clip that. This does not scream mm. maple syrup breakfast. Nothing about <laughs> this is maple. No. Yeah, there was nothing on it that said maple. No. It just says Except pancake for, syrup. Right, pancake syrup. <laughs> like, no, I, think, I don't think they're legally allowed to call it maple syrup. Probably not. Yeah, that's a good a, thing. I will say this. Truth in advertising. For people that watch PHNX, and there are a lot of people here today, like our friend from Canada, that don't watch the show, this is the kind of content you get when you tune into PHNX. <laughs> like, How much is, of this am I required to eat? I'm gonna, well, you're serious. Well, you're done? Did Craig not eat an entire hot dog and drink an entire okay, IPA? I'll, I'll eat one entire waffle. I'm not eating both. That's fair. Okay. One waffle down. You gotta just. I don't stack know. Them actually, on top maybe we should throw this out to the audience. Oh, there are two waffles on Leah's plate. No. How much of just don't spill it. This meal should I'm, Leah have to I, eat? What I do you guys just think? say that a normal frozen waffle breakfast is two waffles. It really is stacked on top of each other. What you is cut the them at the serving same size time, on so. the box? A waffle? Yeah. Oh, so were you wait? Did you eat egos or did you eat something else growing up? Um, it was egos. I think I think I, I was fortunate waffle. enough to have egos. I was a big uh, blueberry waffle guy. Oh, see those? Yeah, I agree there. Did you ever eat anything other than syrup on your waffles? Um, if we were out of syrup, I'd just put butter on them. I guess um, butter would be a thing. Whipped cream, would be but like otherwise, no. I, at, the, at the diner, at the diner, when I got like a real Belgian waffle, I would go like uh, jelly. I'd go Chocolate strawberries syrup. and whipped cream. All right. Would you like me to pour it from my plate no, onto no, yours? No, you barely have enough. Yeah. Oh God! Like Look, skin, yeah. soak it up. No, why would I want to soak there. it? This is so delicious. I love this. Like, this is this is a trip down memory lane. I haven't had this since I was a kid. No, I am very much into this. I love it. Can we do it? Like more beer and waffles. Like half our show today is going to be us eating waffles. Okay, and it's the weekend, so we can talk about people. Can we talk about the weekend? People are saying people are saying to give my other one to UPD, and Nicholas said, "Sorry, Leah, it's got to be both." Nicholas, come on. Can we talk about our weekend binge? While we're doing this, sure, well, we I, don't have one, I don't have one planned, but you can go. What? PD doesn't have a graphic, or did graphic. you? I was told okay, not to do good. a graphic. Well, well you didn't have it prepared immediately. You're watching this down with Kilt Lifter. Yeah, Kilt Lifter and Waffles <laughs> with Great waffles. Value Corner Original Maple Syrup. The, the best thing about this is the Kilt Lifter. <laughs> this is a uh, working man's breakfast. And I did it by hand. Like, Here we and it, Sean, I'm not kidding. I'm, we're going to eat them all, right? Like, I'm all, I could easily eat like. You can have my second more. one. I'm only committing to eating one, but I will eat the full one. I can promise. I this is men, the like, three of us, by the way, for supporting Leah by actually eating these. Because I didn't get any support when I had. Can to eat we my hot commend dog me for doing something that I said I would do? Yeah, PD. PD promised to <laughs> dance in like 1987. And when are you gonna dance? It. I used to dance back in back in 1987. Uh, I'd be the first guy. That on was before. years That's before I was alive. <laughs> I don't even know what to call that flavor. Mm. I guess I just call it. Yeah, it does not taste like maple syrup. There's no, no maple. It doesn't say maple on it. Yeah, just, I'm, making, I'm having more pancake syrup, whatever that is. It's uh, funny because I grew up with this. Be like when I had real maple syrup for the first time, I was like, "What is this?" So people tuning in right <laughs> now are like, 
Yeah, we're, going up the to- we're done. Like we're we're making the whole box. Sean, you're gonna have more. Like, I'm oh, sorry. I'll 100. There's eat, more like, people in the office too. Yeah, well, they're done. This is it. Box is. Oh, my sisters used to oh. do Legos. They would butter them and then they'd sprinkle sugar all over them. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I have a problem with that. That sounds yeah. delicious. I was a big um, Cheerios and and sugar. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, delicious. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when you grow up poor. You, so you find ways to binge? make breakfast good. <laughs> I'm going with the old man on FX right now. It's on Directv, Directv Stream. Um, YouTube TV on FX. It's called The Old Man with Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow. I want to watch this. By the way, I love really Jeff good. Bridges. I ate one full one. Okay. It's, it's really good. Sean, I'm going to pass this to you. It tastes like cardboard, by the way. Sorry, Safeway. Sorry, Safeway. I do so like Safeway. It's, it's about, it's like, you know, Jason Bourne and, and um, uh, any of those guys. James Bond. It's like that, except if they were 70 and had mild um, onset dementia. <laughs> No, I swear to God, I'm not kidding. It's called the old man. He was, and now he's on the run. He's he 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 got away, and he's been in a Jeff Bridges have been living a quiet life, and now they found him again. So he's wow. got to go on the run. But he really does have some issues as an old man. I really want to watch the show. Unbelievable actually, so. show. I've seen okay. two episodes. Watched him last night. John Lithgow has been great. I don't know where it's headed or what it's going, but he's got that. You, he's still tough Thank like James you, Bond. Um, it's really interesting, and we'll see where it goes from there. So I'm going with the old man. How deep are FX. you into the show? Two episodes in. Okay, and it's mm, on right now. Episode five syrup. was actually on last night, so that's where I'm at with my with you my know. weekend binge. I think Leah should take this bottle home. I will throw it out of my car on the freeway. So are you seriously not binging anything right now? Um, other than this syrup. No, I haven't had time to watch TV lately, so I haven't. Uh, Honestly, so let's no, see. Let's finish it. it. Let's get rid of I'm it. I'm trying to think. It. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna binge the second half of the Stranger Things mm. season four season drop today. Today, yeah, la- exactly. So that's what I'm gonna binge this weekend. I okay. forgot. I forgot about. We're that. on the same boat then. Well, I'll call you during it. So perfect. Compare notes. I'll be with my kids. Perfect. The other thing that I am binging, and I think everybody is aware of this now, because I tweeted the quintessential Chicago scene the other day. About hot dogs. Did you see this? Did you not see this scene? No. Oh my god! You're just ignoring my Twitter. Sorry, I don't. Okay. I don't subscribe to your tweets. So it's called the Bear, and I'm not going to give away too much. It's about a high-end chef who actually comes back to basically his his neighborhood in Chicago. It is a very Chicago series. First of all, it's really true to that identity, including what belongs and doesn't belong on a hot dog, which is the scene that I. I tweeted from the movie. It was fantastic, or from the series. But it's really good. Okay. The bear is really good, and it is it's, it's offbeat. Yeah, Hulu? it's offbeat. It's it's at times really frenetic. The dialogue, the writing, incredible. I love it so far. So that's what I'm going to be binging along with. Stranger, Stranger things. things. I'm doing Stranger Things too. But someone just said The Boys on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you haven't done that, and you're into Marvel and superheroes. The Boys is unreal it might be the best take on superheroes that i've ever seen it's really good huh. they, they humanize them a little more on the real it's not superman like i'm all good it's mm-hmm. like i have these powers and you know what i might take advantage of it and i might do some things for me so the boys is unbelievable tv show well i need to download some stuff for our plane ride next week so <laughs> wait aren't you going to be sitting up in like first class in air canada where they 
where they, they serve me pure maple syrup in, not a, anymore, in a cup. They're, not. they're like live theater performances Eric for you. Just scratched her right now. She's back by the bathroom. Probably the after this. Yeah, after this, I'm put on a watch list, a <laughs> government right. watch list. <laughs> they're going to pull me off the plane. <laughs> hmm. Oh my gosh. CSIS is going to be waiting for you in Montreal. CSIS, now that we know about that. I wonder if your Canadian bank account has been frozen. I don't... Listen. <laughs> Lee has a Canadian bank account as well. I don't know what to I'm say. I need money you guys can take. I feel like 40 bucks. Sure. Buy us our Tim Hortons one morning. Literally does nothing for me here. I can't wait to have a Tim oh, Hortons breakfast brought, sandwich. Look at Petey brought wet wipes. <laughs> Dad mode activated. Seriously, exactly. <laughs> I come prepared for all eventualities. Oh my gosh! So that all right, was really, really good. That was really, really bad. I so thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> four waffles down. Not, Could eat another box if I wanted to. We're not going to lie about this. It was not Sean really had good. Four. I, I genuinely enjoyed it. I went with three. I had two. I need to get out of this room and I need to go to our fridge in the PHNX office and chug a four peaks beer. Right. Can you believe? Like, I just feel like I I ate really absorbent. Cardboard with corn syrup poured over the top. Of like, it. That's pretty much what it tasted like. To me. I need to like brush, go brush my teeth. It's a little. It's got a little sticky after <laughs> thing. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about it. That, All right. Got, that might be on the tongue. Got a blade I can scrape my tongue with. The great. Value yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling very good right now. <laughs> just gonna say. But so the first I, half I hour, the it. hockey fans listened and they enjoyed it. Right? They, <laughs> I have, hope they so. have since left and moved on, right? <laughs> which is fine. We're good with that. <laughs> It's Friday. It's Friday. It is Friday. It's Friday. Uh, Friday. The, we're not gonna have fun. Well, we will have fun, but not in the same relaxed way next Friday because we will be covering the be draft. Crazy. Here's what's going down next week, everybody. Here's our schedule. So Monday we'll be off for Fourth of July. Enjoy. Although I will have that story. Yes, the story will be dropping, but no shows. We have the day off. No shows. No on show on Monday. Okay, like that. Uh, everybody Good enjoy plan. the day with your friends and family. Tuesday, Craig and I will be on the way to Montreal. Jacob Franklin as well. Jacob, who is, by the way, 6'7", and somehow has to sit on an airplane all day. So And right now has a middle seat, which <laughs> he needs to change. <laughs> yeah. Same. Well, he, if he wants to trade with me, he, I'll hear his offers. Um, but that... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so we'll have an audio episode dropping. It'll probably be late Tuesday night. It might even be the wee hours of Wednesday morning. But if you, c- mm. it might be from the airport in Denver. Can you stop? Say that, by, buddy? The way, that's, by the way, because I spent a lot of time in that airport under construction. Ugh, don't talk to me. There's airport. also conspiracies nope. about it. Not to be if yeah, there are lots. Read about them. And mm-hmm. It's all underground and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Not a fun airport to be stuck in right now. Okay, nope, can I you? Can we? Nope. Stop putting this out in the universe. It's a great layover airport to make your flight on time. Yeah, there's you, know, you can't leave the airport because you have to drive 45 minutes to get anywhere. anywhere. Fair. But go ahead. So Sorry. we'll have an audio episode after Lee's, Tuesday. Lee's not happy with me. So you're doing it when you get there here. or when you're stuck at the airport. Stop. Either or you're doing it. On Tuesday. <laughs> on Wednesday. So we are going to make it I'm to Montreal. Show on Tuesday. We are going to be We're going to record that pod from our Airbnb yes. late at night. Yes. Bleary, but... We'll discuss our adventures. So I got two days off. Well, four. Sure. I like the plan so yeah, far. You, yeah, Craig and I are going to... So far, this plan is perfect. Go around okay. Montreal on Wednesday. We'll have a show. Times to be determined. We'll let you know on our Twitter. I'll uh, be live. Next week. On we'll be live on Wednesday okay. from our Airbnb in the evening. It'll be nighttime in Montreal, so it might be like evening. Afternoon here. Evening yeah. or afternoon we'll here. And then Thursday, of course, is day one of the draft. That starts at 4 o'clock Arizona time. Our show will be starting at 3.45 Arizona time on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you're in town, come out to Four Peaks in Tempe. Join Petey. 
Join yeah, do it. And Sean, chicken fingers are And electric. at least three special guests now. Yeah. And chicken fingers are electric. The oh, chicken fingers are see? so good. And I, I took now home, you all understand I took, what I was I talking about. I took home about. the chicken barbecue pizza. The A Street chicken strips. Money. Yeah. The food there is good. The food's yes, good. The and drinks the are good. Better. The company is good. Yeah, good. Excited. Next really excited about it. Will really be there. excited about the draft because we don't know what the hell's going to happen. Yep. Sorry, yep. that's Thursday. It's going to be so much fun. And then Friday, all um, kinds of bar food there. You know, including pizza, which some people think is bar food. <laughs> is that bar food? Not I really. mean, it, it's, a a, it's not really. It's a food served at a bar. Plus, the most popular bar in my college had pizza. That was a big deal. So, okay. All right, that could be a whole other show. <laughs> um, a whole it, was, other. it was dingy upstate New York. It was a whole but, other. Yeah, just saying. It was. It was. Um, Parts and then, of upstate are dingy. I'm from Western New York. And then on Friday, rounds two through seven start at 8 a.m. Arizona time. We'll be going live probably around, what did we decide? Three-ish. Three o'clock Arizona time. Yeah, when because of the, the, the second day of the draft goes like five plus hours. Oh, good. Yeah. And there are interviews, then we got to get back to our Airbnb. Yep. So get set up. And, needless so. to say, subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when we're live. Follow us closely on Twitter at PHX underscore Coyotes because not only will we have all our show information, but we'll have tons of draft content, exclusive video, um, and follow PHNX Sports on Instagram. We'll be doing an Instagram story takeover in Montreal next Wednesday. So PHNX Sports across all platforms, PHNX Coyotes on Twitter, tons and tons and tons of draft content coming to you next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can I promote all my stories too? Yes. If I can remember them all? Yeah, there's a they're lot. they're going to be like at least... Seven. No, it's probably gonna be like nine stories next week. Sunday is a just a general draft preview, like looking at what the Coyotes can accomplish. Finally, we're here. We've arrived at this moment. Monday, of course, as we mentioned, July fourth is the final in the scouting series, looking at the U.S. staff. Tuesday, I will look at five players that the Coyotes could select at number three. Wednesday is going to be more of a Coyotes draft. Basically, everything you need to know about the draft. Chatter about other teams. Chatter about everything that's happening around the draft. Thursday's day one coverage, which could include not only the first first pick at number three, but then those other two first-round picks that they have at 27 and 32. And it might even include some coverage of Jacob Chikrin, depending yeah. on what happens. So I may write three stories about that, that day. The following day, I'll have a look at the picks on the on day two. I'm not sure what I'm going to write about that. And then on Saturday, I'll have a column basically wrapping up everything that they accomplished. So a lot oh, of written content. And we content will also have an draft. audio episode Saturday morning. Yes, kind we of will. Looking just uh, uh, sigh, letting it out. We made it through the week. Without Here's PD. what happened. Without, Without PD. PD. Again? You two will be at the Airbnb. Yeah. Yep, so that's what you have to look forward to next week. A lot of stuff. Busy week. And that, that's not even including any trades that might go down that we don't even know. Yeah, By the way, let's, let's just say this too. But shout out to Leah. You have no idea yes. the kind of work she's put in behind the scenes. And Sean too. Like you guys have – Yeah. Our draft coverage is going to be unbelievable. I have worked for a lot of outlets. I have covered the NHL draft. I have covered the Coyotes, as you all know, for a very long time. Our coverage this week will be the best coverage I've ever been a part of. Without question. Well, hats off to Leah and Sean. It's amazing the amount of work they've done to prepare for what we're going to do this week. Yeah. I just want to say that the amount of work, <clears throat> excuse me, the amount of work that I've done pales in comparison to what Leah's done. She is <laughs> Thank you. putting the company on her back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take, I'll take yeah. the comment. Um, thank you all. 
thank you all for tuning in today. It's been so much fun. I can't wait for next week. I can't wait to talk to everyone in the Discord and on Twitter about everything going on. It's going to be a huge, huge, huge week for the future of this team. And like we talked about today, nothing groundbreaking is changing the franchise tomorrow, but this is laying the groundwork and this is planting the seeds of that tree that's going to be watered for years to come. So that was really <laughs> profound. Wow. I, I we, we need a tree graphic at some point. Do. Or like an animated. Like all the players they take this animated year. Animated tree <laughs> graphic. I love it. Um, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Happy Canada Day if you're Canadian. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend. Be safe. We'll see everybody next week. Um, and, and have a great weekend, everyone. Cheers.